0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of Boo My Dad Says. My name is John.
1: And I'm Becca.
0: And we are your tour guides through the world of the paranormal.
1: We've got a whole lot of history, a whole lot of mystery, and a whole lot of weird.
0: So sit back, relax, and prepare for a spine-tingling time. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Boo My Dad Says. How are we doing tonight, my lovely, lovely dear?
1: Hey, hey, hey. It is March, and the sun is shining, and it is glorious. And if we can all just think back a year ago at this time, it was about three days before the world shut down. So, um, I'm coming upon that little anniversary, and I have a birthday this week.
0: Yes, she does. This Friday, she's going to be 27 years old.
1: Exactly. 27 and holding. We'll just call it that.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm um, sorry. I meant 25, dear.
1: Yes, sure you did. Um, but truly, though, I feel like my birthday last year, the bash was so epic. That's what shut the world down. So
0: I thought it was my birthday bash last no, year. No, but yours was so way more epic. But
1: I do remember <laughs> last year... Um, Some of my girlfriends surprised me and took me out to dinner at Cheddar's. And we were sitting there talking about how crazy it was. And then like two days later, we had no idea what crazy was coming. School would not return. Uh, Everybody's just sitting at their house. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, And I remember, I think popped up on my Facebook too that said, you know, hey, don't mind me. I'm just a teacher two days before spring break with a Friday the 13th and a full moon and and uh, time change all thrown in on one weekend. Um, I kind of laughed at that too. We'd go back to that any day. Speaking get of rid time of the change,
0: we are going to be springing forward this weekend. So yep, if you that time uh, again.
1: Have don't be not late for church,
0: thought about that. Don't forget to set your clocks forward before you go to bed Saturday night, which most people don't even have clocks. Let what's that a clock? Require that.
1: <laughs> what's a clock? My clock in my classroom is messed up. I need to get some batteries for it.
0: If you like our show, you can go out and give us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Also, come by and check us out on Facebook. You can look up Boo My Dad Says out there. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle. We're on the Twitter? I'm on the Twitter.
1: I did not realize we was on the Twitter. That's exciting. Well,
0: it's it's not that big a deal. It's not that really that it's that much work. You just kind of sit there and tweet out when I get a new episode. I need to probably do a little more with my social media presence anyways, but I'm such an old fart that sometimes uh, I forget how to do some of the social media stuff. So
1: you're not 27 in holding?
0: No. I, <laughs> I'm 41 and I feel it.
1: And if you feel every bit of it.
0: <laughs> but... If you have a personal story, then you can also email us, guys.
1: Yeah. Just send us out that story at John. Send it to John at BooMyDadSays.com. And we'd love to share your story on air.
0: So I'm going to have to rearrange my studio a little bit because I can't see Becca anymore.
1: I know he's devastated about that. (laughs) He says, Shoe Lord, she's a hag. She works three jobs. And does this and runs the house. She looked bad. So we going to put that screen up and hide her face.
0: Yeah, I added a third screen to my. Can mac. we
1: say extra? And uh, <laughs> he's a little extra.
0: Well, it really comes in handy. Let me tell you.
1: Except when you're trying to see your wife.
0: Yeah, that does uh, propose a problem because I don't know when uh, you're going to talk or when. I'm going to give you the stink eye. I was going to say, say. but
1: on the upside, I can't see the stink eye. So this, I think, may be a win-win. We have found the new way to do radio.
0: Oh, yes. Radio
1: killed, wait, no, video killed the radio star.
0: Tonight's episode is going to be an interview episode. I'm interviewing a gentleman out of San Antonio, Texas, named Joseph Carrasco. And he has a podcast called The Cognitive Discourse. The podcast is actually a music podcast, but we got in touch each, through each other through a, a Facebook page uh, a few weeks ago, and he has some paranormal stories he would like to tell. So let's put your hands together and give Joseph Carrasco a warm welcome to Boo My Dad Says. All right, everybody. We have a special guest tonight on Boo My Dad Says. We have Joseph Carrasco with us and he is the host of the Cognitive Discourse podcast and he is going to be here to tell us a few of his personal experiences that he has had with the paranormal but let's go ahead and get started with a couple of uh, light questions here so you are a a bit of a musician you were played in a few bands and now you're working as a solo act
2: why don't you tell us a little bit about that first oh yes sir um, the solo act that I'm doing, first of all, before I get into that, thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, oh, you're you having welcome. me on you very Thank here. you for being on the uh, show. Thank you. Yeah, I've actually been looking for a paranormal podcast to share my, my stories with, so thanks for having me, man. But, um, yeah, I'm in a band called Among War, and uh, it's a solo band. Um, it used to be an actual band back in, like, 2007, um, but as I got older, um, me and my buddies just kind of, life got the better of us, and everybody got full-time jobs and started having families and Band members just kind of started falling off and the band never really broke up. So I kind of just waited till technology caught up. I did a lot of other band stuff. I was kind of like a base for hire. Um, And I wanted to do my own stuff. So I, waited, I was waiting for technology to catch up so I could start recording on my own and doing everything um, in-house. And I'm in a position now where I can do that. So I basically just called the guys and said, hey, man, can I carry the name still? Because I, I did like the name and, there's a few songs that they had that I helped write the majority of, and I wanted to keep and go back and kind of fix now with my, you know now that I'm older and understand music a little bit better. So they said, "Yeah, man, you know, And I told them the door's always open. you guys are more than welcome to come and, and play whenever y'all want. Uh, but for right now, I'm just kind of a, a in-studio guy making music, uh, practicing. That's kind of why I got into the podcast stuff too. I read all the music on, the, on my, my podcast, So everything that you hear on the podcast I write, and it's just to kind of keep my talent sharp. Um, But eventually I kind of want to go into other avenues as far as like doing video game music or stuff like that. So I'm trying to just experiment and and the solo music helps me uh, get my name out there that way and and get my message out because I'm not into booze or any kind of drugs like writing music is my therapy and being on the stage was my drug. But I have to hire musicians to do that.
0: (laughs) You know, I can actually relate with that. I used to play in some bands back in my college days and that's back. Oh, gosh. Let's see. I just turned 41 today, actually. <laughs> so, oh,
2: happy birthday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, so, I guess about 18, 19 years ago, I used to play in a few bands back on my college days. So I, I understand the, uh, it can be tough, you know, getting out there and trying to get your guys together. And then you've got all a different mix of personalities and sometimes it jails and sometimes it doesn't.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, you but I'm can glad def-
2: that you're able to carry on yeah that that was kind of my my biggest problem with with being in bands is that you know ego's always kind of got in the way and I, I'm one of those dudes where it's like i i want to play I just want to play music but if if I have a group of guys who are telling me that they they want this take this certain avenue then then I take it literally and I'm like, okay, well, if you want to look at it from a business standpoint, then let's do that um, and I think that that's kind of come into play, and in a lot of bands that I've been in that kind of broke up was They wanted to do it, but they didn't want to put in the work. So um, it ended up being just me, or me and one other band member, and it just became too much of a workload and too much of a hassle. And then when I was a bass for hire, I would have guys that would bring me in, and they'd want me to, you know, I was just trying to play my role. Like I'm here, I'm hired. This is what I'm here to do. Um, And then they would they would give me false hope, being like, no, you know, we want you to write the parts. We want you to put your input in, and you know, we want you to be a part of this band. And then I'd be like, okay. And then that's not really what they wanted. Um, So it was just kind of one of those things where i told myself, you know what, I'm just going to write music on my own. I have a lot to say. I have a lot of ideas. Um, And then if I ever get to a point where I can do a live show, I have no problem with hiring musicians uh, to come in, play the part, play the role. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're in it, you want to make some money that that's what I want to be able to offer. I want to help be able to build a community um and 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 run with it you know run with the idea and, and see where it goes
0: very neat uh tell me a little bit about your podcast the uh, cognitive discourse
2: uh cognitive discourse was made um i was in a band or sorry i was in a, a, a part of another podcast called mind at large and it was a buddy of mine who used to just come over so we used to just kind of <laughs> and discuss things all the time and my wife would always be like dude he comes over and you guys are like talking for 8 hours how can y'all just like? What are y'all talking about for eight hours? And so instead of trying to explain it to my my girlfriend and his girlfriend, and we said, you know what? Let's just start recording and making a podcast. And so it was kind of Joe Rogan style, um, where we just kind of talk and 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 pick a topic and run with it. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to do with cognitive discourse, except, you know, I wanted to be almost kind of not motive. I want to motivate people, but not like in a corny way. I want it to be. Um, kind of um, open discussion, non-judgmental type dialogue where you can bring an idea to the table and have a discussion and understand that the people that you're discussing it with may not agree with you, but we can have um, an open dialogue about it and try to find common ground. Um, I feel like in today's society, there's there's way too much um, uh, um, extremism and the way of thought and people are like, either you believe the way I believe, or we can't be friends. And, um, you know, I just want to see true unity kind of happen and and true discussions happen and understand that, like, I, I always have a an interest in what people think and how they think. Um, and this podcast is helping me kind of delve into that and, and be more open-minded to other ideas and um, just have those discussions. And I do monologues on there as well, which, um, you know, I, I kind of share my view on a certain topic. And. Um, I I want people to listen to that and be like, and if they disagree, I'm totally open to them. Be like, I don't agree. And this is why, like, I I welcome that. So at the end of the day, we're just, I'm trying to spread positivity, uh, trying to spread um, an openness and and, uh, um, like, like I guess I always say open discussion. I have noticed that some of my newer episodes are kind of leaning more towards entrepreneurship as well. So my podcast has kind of taken on its own life uh, that I wasn't expecting, but I've always been very um, intrigued by self doers—people who are willing to put in the work and um, and and become successful. And 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 we all have that struggle. And that's one thing that I've I've really realized with entrepreneurship is uh, self doubt is huge among everybody um, that are that are trying to delve into something that they uh, are building themselves. But I'm very intrigued at. The, the drive that people have to take something that doesn't exist and create something out of nothing. And uh, I, I truly love that. I'm passionate about that. And I love having those discussions with those peoples and seeing what kind of hurdles they have to jump over. Um, it, it definitely makes me feel better when I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one in the trenches grinding it out, trying to find out what's going to work and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where the podcast has been going here lately. I've been doing a lot of interviews with musicians and Uh, You know, uh, I have a cousin who's starting a vegan website and I had him on. And so we have a lot of entrepreneurs coming on here recently and and we're having we're having fun, man. (laughs) Very neat. So with this being a
0: paranormal podcast, uh, tell me a little bit about your experiences with the paranormal. Uh, What have you had that just absolutely just
2: has set the hairs on the back of your neck on end? Well, I live in San Antonio, Texas, and we are one of the the most haunted cities. Um, we have a downtown <clears throat> is a, a cesspool uh, of of activity just because you know we had the Battle of the Alamo there um, and what a lot of people when they come to the city and they actually look at the Alamo. They don't realize that what they're looking at is just the chapel. So that iconic image of the Alamo that you see, Mm -hmm. um, that's just the chapel. So when people are there, they're like, this is it? It's kind of small. It's like, no, everything surrounding it, all those hotels and the Ripleys, believe it or not, and all that stuff that surrounds that Alamo, all of that was part of the actual battlegrounds. So all of that area is haunted. Um, And uh, the Gunther is one of the hotels that's there. That They're known for seeing a lot of entities and stuff. Um, but the south side of San Antonio is also very haunted. And um, most of the stuff that I've run into have been in homes that I've lived in. Um, and then I've also encountered them out towards, uh, we have a lot of open hill country. Um, and not a lot of people live out there, little small towns. And I've, I've encountered some weird stuff out there. Um, one of the first ones I'll share with you was I lived in a house over in... Um, the converse area. So if anybody's from San Antonio knows the converse area, it's a small town outside of San Antonio. And, uh, it was a really tiny house that we lived in. Well, my buddy uh, needed a place to stay. Uh, he had gotten, he left his mom's house and he came over to my house and he was like, Hey man, do you mind if I, uh, you know, crash at your house for, for a couple of weeks? So yeah, man, no problem. Let me ask my mom. And, Cause at the time I was about 16. Asked my mom. My mom said, yeah, sure. Well. The thing about my friend is when he used to work at a restaurant, he had, uh, I I guess he called him a high priest or something, some some dude that had that um, sixth sense, if you will. And when my buddy was working, he was a waiter at a restaurant, and the guy grabbed his arm and stopped him and said, hey, uh, I just want to let you know, I've been watching you as you work, and you have an energy about you. And every time you walk by me, I feel it. He goes, I don't want to freak you out, but spirits are attracted to you. (laughs) <laughs> my buddy's just like, uh, thanks. That's a way to start a conversation. <laughs> right? He's like, uh, thanks, man. I'm just trying to do my job, but all right. He goes, do you encounter a lot of paranormal stuff? And he's like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And he goes, they're attracted to you. And so it kind of creeped him out. Well, I didn't know that until this dude moved in. <laughs> so I never Gee, noticed. thanks, anything, buddy. <laughs> right, yeah. I never yeah. noticed anything crazy in the house until he moved in. So when he moved in, weird stuff started happening. Um, I had, at the time, I only had one dog who, rest rest in peace, my my dog uh, Corona. I I put her down last year, but uh, I had her. She was a um, a poo and um, she was very small. She wasn't all there. She was an inbred dog. She had Parkinson's and epilepsy. Jenna an underbite. She snorted and she was she was but she was my baby. She was a quiet dog. She never barked never bit anybody. She just, she was a cuddle buddy. Like she just wanted to hang out and, and, and sleep with you. Um, well, once my, my buddy moved in, my dog started noticing things, noticing things that we didn't notice. So there were times when she would stare at a corner and start growling. And if I would notice it and be like, Hey Corona, what's wrong? And she would growl and look at the corner. I'd get up and walk towards the corner and the closer I got, the the louder her growl would get. She'd start barking, and it kind of weirded me out. I was like, "All right, well, whatever." Didn't think too much of it. Well, um, one day, this was the start of when things started getting weird. Uh, one night, I was in my room and I was watching um, Family Guy. And I was sitting on my room and I'm on my bed watching Family Guy with my dog. My buddy was in the other room. Now our rooms were connected by a hallway. So you had a hallway, and then the bathroom was in the center of that hallway on the right wall, and then you had the two rooms uh, across from each other. So he's in his room doing his thing. I'm in my room doing mine. I have my door closed, and I had a sliding glass closet door that was made out of aluminum. It was like one of those weird, like most apartments have those. Um, But I'm watching TV, and as I'm watching TV, I hear a loud, something hit my closet door. There's nothing in my closet but clothes. I had nothing in there. And it was so loud that it made me jump. I was like, what the? My dog got up and started barking right away. Not, but three seconds later, my buddy busts through the door. He's like, bro, did you hear that? I was like, yeah, dude, something hit my closet door. Like, what the hell? He goes, you too? I was like, what do you mean, you too? He's like, something just smacked mine as well. My cat's going, no. and I was like, um, okay he's like dude that's nuts i'm like bro I'm, I'm just gonna go to sleep and he's like all right so i try not to think that the i just try to play it off like this you know it we're just freaking out right um so i just turned up my tv and put family guy really loud and try to go to sleep two days later um i had already kind of calmed down forgot about it and we're in my living room and we're watching tv and this is during midday it's like afternoon we're watching uh tv and we're watching jerry springer for some weird reason um and they have a guy on there who's talking about how he can see people's auras right so we're watching this and we're laughing like what auras he's like yeah i can see people's auras and right as we start laughing we get a wake up call my front door flings open nobody on the other side so okay. i get up yeah and i look at my i look at my buddy i'm like did we leave the door open He's like and he's like i haven't been out all day and my mom leaves really early in the mornings at the time she was a cab driver so she would leave at like three in the morning so we had been at home by ourselves since three in the morning and i'm like dude it's like late in the afternoon my if my mom would have left the door open it would have swung open at any other time and she always locks the door when she leaves so i get up i walk to the front door i open it i look outside and i walk out there i look around nothing I walked back inside and closed the front door. And right as I closed the front door, um, my garage was connected to that wall. So the, the garage door was probably 10, 15 feet um, away from the actual front door. So I closed the front door and my garage door swings open. Now, the thing was is that you figure if you're closing the door, my, my garage door, the door opened towards the garage. And so there's no way for an airflow to pop that open like and that's what i thought when i when it first happened but as soon as i closed the front door garage door opened and um the cat my friend's cat his name was toki he he, we didn't even know he was in the garage but he would always go in the garage and then he'd get stuck in the attic in the garage (laughs) we don't know how he got up there but he would never come down and sure enough the door swung open and and toki's in there so we run into the garage, and Toki stuck up in the garage, in the attics. We had to bring him back down. Hell, dude, did all this crazy shit going on? What's going on? And so we try. We're trying to figure out. You know, we're being skeptics, of, of course. You know, even though we've seen all this stuff in, in person, we're just like, no, there's got to be explanations for this stuff. And so we're trying. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. And then my buddy goes, "Hey, man, I got to tell you something." And I'm like, "What's what's going on?" And then that was when he told me about. The spirit's following him. (laughs) And then he also told me he had a dream. And I was like, a dream? He's like, yeah, dude, when I first moved in here, I had a dream about a little boy who haunts your bathroom. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, because I met your cousin. And he started describing my cousin. Now, he has never met any of my family. And I was like, it sounds like you're describing this cousin. And I went and got a picture of my cousin. And I showed him. I was like, is this who you're describing? He goes, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy was in my dream. And I'm like, dude, you've never met him. And he's like, I know. Like, that's crazy. But he basically said in his dream that my cousin had told him, hey, man, have you ever seen the little boy in uh, the bathroom? And so he kept having this dream about my cousin telling him about this little boy in the bathroom. So after he told me that, I don't know if subconsciously we started seeing more stuff and hearing more stuff, but it seemed to get more active in that house. At night, you'd hear footsteps running up and down the hallway. Um, Anytime we left the house and we would come back home, my dog would mysteriously get locked in the bathroom and the light would be on. And uh, the first time that happened, I I came home and I couldn't find my dog. My dog was always asleep on my, my bed. I couldn't find her. And again, she doesn't bark unless she, like, again, if something weird's going on. And so I opened the bathroom door and there she was. She came running out of the bathroom door and the light was on. And I'd ask my mom, hey, did you leave the, did you lock the dog in the bathroom? She's like, no. And I would ask my buddy, hey, did you, he's like, no. And so we started keeping an eye on it. Like when we'd leave, we'd make sure, okay, the bathroom door's open, lights off. We're going now. <laughs> we'd come back home, dog would be locked in the bathroom and the light would be on. To this day, we still don't know why that is. And me and my mom, after we moved out of that house, me and my mom would drive by it, and they could never keep anybody in that house longer than a couple months. Wow. So, yeah, I I don't know the history of the house, but a lot of weird stuff happened. And um, that house, we still go by. That that was, oh, man, almost 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in my 30s now, and I was, yeah, so it was... Almost, yeah, about 10, 15 years ago. And I still drive by that house whenever I'm on that side of town. And it's always a different car. Always a different car. <laughs> and I'm like, man, they can't keep nobody in that house. But the funny thing about my cousin is my cousin has also seen some really cool, like, crazy stuff. And I've seen some stuff with him, too. He, um, my aunt lived out um, in Shirts, which is a little further than Converse. Now, the area that she lived in used to be... A very open field kind of area um it's developed a lot over the years uh, there's a now a, a home a housing area in the area that this um i don't know what it was, but whatever this was, whatever happened, it used to be an open field and way, way down about um i want to say three acres uh, of land, there was a little house, a little white house, and it had a windmill, and it owned all that property. And so the apartments that my aunt lived in, it was just that. It was those apartments and then an open field with a little, little tiny house. And the house always looked creepy to begin with because they looked run down and and you didn't there was no way to see where the street was to actually go to the house. So I don't even know if anybody lived in it. It might have just been an abandoned house. And the grass was probably a good four feet tall. Well, we were at my aunt's house one night, and we were sitting uh on the car and we were drinking and we were smoking. So I had my cigarettes and we had a couple beers and we had just started. So I wasn't drunk either. Like none of us were drunk. We had literally just gone out there and started drinking.
0: So there was no, there was no inebriation at that point. Yeah, No. Yeah. We
2: had, we had just bought the beer. We had, we had it sitting down on the, on the, on the trunk of the car. And uh, so, yeah, I wanted to get that out there before people were like, well, maybe you were drunk. No, we had just started drinking. (laughs) Well, the crazy thing about the field was there was a playground right in front of the field that was part of the um, the apartment complexes. It, just, it had like a swing set and, and two seesaws. But there was one street light that was over just the park. So, this is the crazy part. <clears throat> the way we were standing, to the right of us was the park, and to the left of us was the main street. And on the main street, the only other thing that was there besides the apartments was about a I want to say a block down, there was a police station. So we're standing there. We opened our beers. I'm lighting a cigarette. And out of nowhere, it started to get really kind of, it started getting cold. Um, and this chill, like, kind of, and it, it's not like it was, like, slowly coming. Like, you felt the chill come in, where you're just like, and it got cold out of that, nowhere.
0: That spirit's, like, trying to draw that energy in to manifest itself.
2: Yeah. And and what so you, I
0: understand we, with temperature we, drops like
2: that. We both felt it, all three of us felt it. And we're like, and there were and let me make that clear too. There were three of us out there. And so we look over to the, the, the playground because we're kind of facing that way. The, the, the way the car's parked, the trunk of the car is facing that way. So even though it's to the right of us, if we lean up against the car, we're facing the park. And where that light is, there's a light fog starting to come over the park. And I'm like, okay, so the fog's rolling in. And I look over to the left, over to the main street, there's no fog. I look over towards the police station, there's no fog. The fog only was around Senator on the playground. And so my cousin was like, of course, you know, living in San Antonio, there's a lot of, uh, uh, my, my, my family is Mexican. I have Mexican Mexican heritage. So there's a lot of folklore. Uh, we have the La We have uh, La La Rona. Uh, we have, like, all these... The, the, the donkey lady we have all these crazy stories um uh, that are centered around san antonio and mexican culture so um of course my cousin's trying to freak me out and he's like ah la lorona's here for you because i was still pretty young at the time and so he's trying to tell me la lorona's gonna get me and i'm like family
0: members yeah and i'm like that's uh i'm like oh, shut...
2: ah yeah. like, yeah, a... like, oh, shut up man like she ain't coming for me if anything she can come for you and then of course he has to get he was a lot older and he's He's one of my my uh I I call him my cholo Mexican cousin but he's all like no way I, I and like he's just trying to act all tough and I'm like whatever dude and I'm like no but this is serious like what's going on why is there only fog over there and all of a sudden it got really cold and there's no fog anywhere else and he's like it is kind of trippy ain't it I'm like yeah dude so us being the dumb we are like in a horror movie we're the ones that are like hey what's going on over there let's go check you know uh, hey uh is there a killer in my house no okay, well, i'm going to go take a shower like we were we we're those of people so i'd be the first one to die in the horror movie <laughs> so we look at each other and we're like see right and uh so we start walking towards the park and as we get there the th- the fog starts getting super thick um so it was real light when we were far away but as we're getting there the fog has gotten really thick, and it started to move towards the grass. Again, this grass is about four feet tall. I'm 6'1", and the grass was, was pretty much up to my like, stomach, chest area. And so as the fog starts to gravitate towards the grass, I'm starting to second guess it now. I'm like, bro, I'm not following that fog. Like, It's getting heavy, but it's moving away from us towards the grass. Like, I'm not, I'm not going that way. My cousin's like, come on, man, don't, don't be a wuss, let's go. And I was like, I don't know, man. So he starts walking towards the grass. He's about a foot away from it. And I'm still standing in the park. I'm like, I'm not. like, no. And it's very quiet. Like, you don't really hear anything. And as he gets towards the grass, we both heard it. As he gets towards the grass, he hears a light, rumbly growl. And he stops. (laughs) I'm going the other direction, man. (laughs) He stopped. And I'm like, is that a coyote? A wolf, maybe? Maybe it's a mountain lion because we, we live out here and we have mountain lions out here. And he goes, Nah, dude, that, that wasn't I don't know what that was. So he comes back and I'm like, Dude, let's go inside. And he's like, Nah, dude, I wanna see what it is. I'm like, Nah, let's go inside. And then we start hearing the rustling and whatever it is starts moving closer and closer to the edge of the grass. So my cousin, being he, walks up a rock and he walks towards the grass. And the thing starts to growl at him again. And, and it, it doesn't sound like an animal growl. Like it's guttural. It's like a real low guttural growl. So when he walks up to it, whatever it was showed itself. It peered through the grass. Now, my cousin is a very religious kind of guy. I've never seen him scared. This dude likes to fight. This dude is, like I said, he's he's one of my Cholo cousins. He's he's into that stuff. When I tell you this dude turned white. <laughs> now, mind you, he's one of those Mexicans that during the summertime he gets because he he works construction, so he gets so burnt that he almost looks black. Like he looks like a Cuban, like a, a black Cuban, like an Afro Cuban. Wow. <laughs> so he throws the he throws the the rock. He starts cussing in Spanish. He falls down i run I, I go grab him he takes off and he starts running and uh, i knew he was scared because not only was he running away but he said <"F-> and he ran inside. <laughs> he left the beer he didn't even take the beer the beer stayed outside on the car oh, wow we ran inside and we when we get inside my aunt's like what the hell's going on because we're all freaking out and um we get inside and he, she's like what's going on and my cousin starts talking to her in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. My cousin starts talking to her in Spanish, and she's like, oh, my God, and they start praying. They start doing their Our Fathers and all that Hail Marys or whatever they're doing. They're all saying it in Spanish. They're grabbing their rosaries, and they start trying to pray it away. And, of course, my, my my aunt's very religious as well, so she's she puts on her armor of of white light, and she's ready to go. That type of stuff doesn't freak her out. So, of course, she starts praying. She starts praying over us and um i want to say about 10 minutes later my cousin's like hey let's go out there and see if it's still there and i was like okay uh <laughs> let's do it so we go back outside it's now humid the cold has gone away we had the texas humidity is back and everything's back to normal and that pressure and that uneasiness that we felt is no longer there the fog is gone and we literally just went back to drinking like it, it was it was weird it was a weird night um, another one that was I, I can't explain explain what it was i don't know what it was but it, it came and went and as, as as quickly as it came in as, it was as quick as it went out um so i don't know if the brain helped um to to push the whatever that was away or it just decided hey whatever was antagonizing me has gone so now i'm gonna move on uh, but it was it was pretty freaky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a pretty freaky story. But now you mentioned one thing. What you, you really intrigued me. What was the donkey lady? The this legend. That's uh. You give me a give me a little bit of that on this one there, and I think we'll have enough for a good interview here.
2: Uh, the donkey lady is something that I don't know much about the story. Of the donkey lady. My my wife, uh, who was born in Laredo and was born or was raised on the south side. Um, she has more uh, of an insight into the donkey lady, but it's basically kind of, it's one of those folktales like the Lachusa. Um, I know more about the Lachusa. Have you heard about the Lachusa? No, let's let's do that one then, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the Lachusa, the donkey lady and Lachusa have similar origin stories, um, but the Lachusa supposedly is uh, the owl lady. So the owl lady is a lady who, it's an owl with the face of a woman. And they say that if you catch her and you put her in a cage, when the sun comes up, she turns into a beautiful woman and she is now yours. So that's the main origin of the story. The scary part about her is that they say if you see her flying across a field, um, it's supposed to be good luck. But the bad luck is if you hear her screaming in the night, somebody you know is going to die. Kind of like a banshee almost. Mm-hmm. And if you actually, they say if you look at her eye to eye, that she will come after you and she will chase you until she gets a hold of you and she'll scratch your eyes out. Um, mm. So the donkey lady is kind of the same thing. It's, it's supposed to be a lady with a, a donkey with the face of a lady and she's supposed to be very violent. Um, and she haunts the South Side. Uh, same thing with the La Llorona. That story is a little more well-known because Hollywood made a few movies about her. But it was supposedly about a woman who drowned her kids, and um, she after she drowned her kids, like it, it's it's a folktale that uh, Mexicans tell their their children to go to sleep. Like if you're awake in the night and you hear the La, La Llorona crying, she's coming for you. So you got to be a good child and you have to go to sleep. Uh, because if not, well, she's let's just come let's through.
0: talk our kids into going to sleep by scaring the crap out of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, there we go. That's just great. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy <laughs> stuff, man. Crazy stuff. The, the 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 most unexplained stuff uh for me though is like um stuff that I've actually seen myself. Um, like I said with, with my uh my my wife, she's been a she's seen a lot of crazy stuff too. And um she was afraid to tell me a lot of that stuff because she thought that I would make fun of her. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm totally into ghosts. I've seen I've seen a few things that I can't explain that have made me, you know, question it. it I mean, it's the same thing with aliens. Like I, I told my to my wife to me, I think either we are alone or we aren't alone. Either way, it's terrifying. And that's the same thing with with ghosts. Um, is it are they dead people? I don't know. Maybe it's just where maybe there's multiple planes and and every now and then. Uh, our our realities crisscross, and and we're meeting people from from another reality. And, and who knows? I don't know. Um, do I believe in e- evil spirits? Sure. Um, like I said, I've, I've I've come across some weird stuff. And when I was at my uh, my wife's place before she became my wife, and she was my girlfriend, she used to work at a bar. She used to work overnight, and uh, she was a, a closing bartender. And I used to go and stay the night at her house and wait for her to come home, and then I'd wake up and we'd hang out. Well, one night we were watching TV, and uh, as we were watching the movie, she lived in a duplex. So the, there were all three bedrooms were upstairs, and the living room was downstairs. And the room, it, her aunt had this weird thing when I first started going over there that she didn't want to sleep in, in the same room together. So I would sleep in the spare room. Um, that went away after a couple of weeks. But that room that I would stay in, come to find out, was was haunted. And I didn't know that. And I'm like, hey, thanks for putting me in that room. Like, that's awesome. But one night we're watching the movie, and as we're watching it, you know, uh, her aunt used to tell me weird stuff would happen. And I never really believed her. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll wait till I see it myself. And sure enough, we're watching TV, and I hear heavy foot footsteps just walking across the, the room, just real heavy. And I'm like, dude, those sound like a dude wearing boots. So when I hear it, I pause the TV and I look at my wife. I'm like, is that what your aunt was talking about? She goes, yeah, it happens all the time. My aunt or my wife was was used to it. Like, she's just like had this nonchalant, yeah, it happens. It is what it is. So I run upstairs. I'm the kind of guy, I want to see it for myself. I got to see it. So I run up steps. I turn the lights on. I run into the room, turn the light on. I'm like, who's in here? Because I'm like, if someone's breaking in, I'm kicking. And Again, the room's super cold and there's no one in there. So I go back downstairs. And we start playing the movie again. And this time I turn the TV down. Because I'm like, I'm going to catch this as soon as it goes. I turn the TV down. You hear it again. This time I don't pause the movie. I just straight up. Straight up the steps. I'm going to catch you. I get up there. Again, nothing. So I'm like, all right, that's weird. So it stopped after that. A couple of nights later, I'm at my my wife's uh, aunt's house. They're at work. I'm sleeping in my my wife's room at the time. And I had my back to the door. Felt uneasy. I typically don't like to do that. I like to face the door, especially if I'm in an area that I'm not really, I mean, it's not my own house. So, but I had the door closed and the hallway light was on. And there was just enough of a gap underneath the door that you could see the light coming through. So I turned back over and I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn and face the door. I'm going to sleep with the, facing the door. And as I did that, I saw two feet grown man feet like this weren't small the shadow was big and so i automatically thought it was my uh my girl's uncle because he would come in and out that he he didn't live in the same uh duplex he actually lived in another duplex with his mom across the street but in the same neighborhood um, but he would pop in every now and then because he was either getting supplies or the they left the jello shots there so he'd come pick up the jello shots take it back to the bar so i figured it, he was just popping in and maybe he was just leaning up against the door to see if I was asleep. So I'm watching the feet. And then I'm like, hey, buddy, like, you good? I don't hear nothing. So then I, say, I call his name out. And I'm like, hey, man, like, are you good? Do you need me to go to the bar to help? Or, And then the feet just turned very slowly and walked into the other spare room, the original room that I had been sleeping in. So I get up. I open the door. No fear, again, I was very brazen about it. I walk into the other room, turn the light on, there's no one there. After that, I was like, okay, I'm not staying in this house while nobody's home. Went downstairs, the time I smoked cigarettes, I sat on the trampoline, I went through a pack of smokes, and I waited for my girlfriend and her aunt to show back up at home. I told her the story, and then her aunt decided, oh, you want to talk ghost stories? I'm like, no, this is just something that literally just happened in your house. Like, your house, not mine. And she started telling me a bunch of crazy, demonic crap. So she, the scariest story she ever told me was there was a demon that would follow her. And she told me the thing's name. I don't remember the name, but supposedly this demon told her, her its name. And uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this story. But she told me that this demon was a trickster. And this thing would would appear uh, a lot when she was by herself, but it would also appear when people were around, people who she really cared about. When she she was around family and friends that she really cared about, this thing would show up, but no one else could see it. Um, Now, for me, I always thought maybe she was a schizophrenic. I don't know. But she told me one of the freakiest things that freaked me out was she said that this thing would literally, she would have these visions of this thing would go up and would literally kill her friends in front of her. And she had a husband. Yeah, she had, and, like, so she would be sitting, and which which is weird because I would see it sometimes where, like, when you're talking to her, she would kind of have, like, this blank look on her face. And, like, she was, like, daydreaming. But she was having these visions during that time. Oh, wow. Um, but the, the scariest thing she told me is one of her, one of her ex-husbands had passed away. He had um, he had some kind of health issue, I think, and he ended up passing away. and this, this thing used to show up in, in, in front of her, and she would have dreams about it as well, where this thing would literally um, pull her husband, her ex-husband out of his mouth, and like it was like a lifeless body and like put it on the ground, and then like torture oh, him. Yeah, so again, how true all that is, I don't know. But um, she decided to put all of that on me after I told her about something that actually happened to her house. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. when do we get into demons and stuff? And then she told me that uh, next door, the the family that used to live there, the son had been very depressed and decided to hang himself in the garage. So I think that that's what is probably in that house why it's in her house and not in the house that he died in I don't know Um, but also the land that the houses were built on that used to be uh, when I was younger that whole area wasn't developed again it was more grassy area Um, so who knows what was on that land prior to those houses being built Um, because that whole stretch of road um, again people from San Antonio if you know Parambidal they know that Parambidal Road used to be a very short road and then it was just all open road to the the one mall that nobody goes to. Um it was just open field driving all the way there. And now it's slowly starting to develop over there. But it's also pretty ghetto. A lot of people get killed over in that area. There's a lot of homicides, a lot of gang activity. So because of that, it's it's a pretty active area. Um, and uh yeah it gets it gets pretty sense. sketchy. Yeah. My sister had had a walk in with with something too. She can't explain it. And it's the only story that's ever happened to her. Uh, she stayed the night at a friend's house, and something, something was was um, crawling on her, and she don't know what it was, and to this day she can't explain it. Her friend was in in a was a in like almost like a sleep paralysis because her friend was awake, and my my sister was yelling out to her, and I guess my sister had sleep paralysis too because she said she couldn't move, but something was in the room, and as it touched her, it had it was hot, it was hot to the touch. And that was the only time I've ever seen my sister freak out. She said something came into the room and literally crawled on the bed and was keeping them from moving, but they both both knew it was there. Because the next morning, my sister asked her friend, and she's like, yeah, I wanted to help you, but I couldn't. And I couldn't even see what it was because my back was towards you, but I could feel them. Whatever it was, I could feel its presence.
0: Oh, man, that's just, that's <laughs> too much. <laughs> all right. Well, Joseph, we want to thank you for uh, being on the show. I appreciate you taking time out to hang out with us.
2: Yeah, definitely, and man. Thanks for having me. I have, I have plenty more stories, so if you ever want to have me on again, I'll be more than happy to come on and, and share some more with you. For sure. We'll set that up. But thank you very much,
0: and I hope you have a good day and the best of luck with all of your music. Joe, thanks again for being on the show with us. Anytime you want to come back, just let me know, and we will be happy to have you on the show.
1: And you listeners at home, if you'd like to be on the show and tell your stories, just like Joe did, uh, just send us a message, and we'd love to share those and have you on our show.
0: Who knows? You might be the next great podcaster out there. This could be your avenue into something that you didn't know that you'd be good at. So anytime you want to be on the show, come on down. Well, tonight, I think that's going to be it for our show, dear. All right. Um, Next week, we are going to be starting, actually, a series on San Antonio. And let me tell you.
1: I feel uh, like there should be a song. Is there a San Antonio song we can throw in here? I was about to say, going through the big D don't mean Dallas, but that's the wrong Texas town. (laughs) Um, Abilene, what's another good Texas town? There's got to be, a San, Amarillo. Amarillo, San, gotta be San Antonio. Amarillo. San Antonio. There's got to be something about San Antonio. Amarillo
0: by morning.
1: Okay. <laughs> yep. San Antonio.
0: I don't think there is a San Antonio song.
1: By Cracky. I'm going to find one. San or
0: Antonio has been shortchanged, I do believe.
1: We could write a scary ghost song about San Antonio. Uh,
0: according to everything that was discussed in tonight's podcast, yes, we could. I'm almost thinking San Antonio is going to give New Orleans a run for its money.
1: Ah, interesting. Oh, no, there's a San Antonio stroll by Tanya Tucker, the new San Antonio rose by Bob Willis, and San Antonio girl by Lyle Lovett. And there's one called China Grove, which I'm not sure how that ended up on my list, but by the Doobie Brothers. Home <laughs> doobie in San Antonio, George Strait. Oh, yes, we got us some... We got some songs here.
0: All righty. Well, guys, we will see you all next week. Be ready for some San Antonio. And we look forward to doing the show with y'all.
1: Yep. Hope you guys have a great week and we'll catch you later.
0: Good night and God bless.